Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. My name is Ashton. It is 9.48 here in the morning. Um, Our podcast today is going to be talking about uh, sports, uh, mainly about the NBA Finals, some NFL, and possibly some MLB, and we'll get right into it. So today, I... The Warriors and the Raptors are facing off in the NBA Finals. It's game three. The series tied up 1-1. The Raptors uh, lost the last game, and uh, they had some big-time struggles offensively uh, coming down the stretch, and they didn't look that great, um, to be completely honest. They, they, when they needed scoring the most, it didn't show up for them. Uh, Kawhi was putting in a lot of work offensively. He was kind of the only one uh, getting any buckets on that Warriors defense. I know that uh, Clay Thompson, he got injured during the game, and he he missed most of the fourth quarter, if I'm correct on that. And he just hamstring. People are saying he's probably going to be back for game four. Uh, game three, my bad. Um, and so that is when you have a hamstring injury like that, like you couldn't come back into the game. You, that's going to be uh, – that's going to hurt the Warriors a little bit offensively because he's not going to be able to make cuts and sprints like he used to. And it's – he's – I think he's still going to do fine in the game. It's just he's – his explosiveness coming off screens is, is not going to be as effective. Um, yeah, the the Raptors, man, they they need to uh, bundle down on Steph Curry, is my personal opinion, um, and just Boogie Cousins will be the X factor again because uh, Mark Gasol and Serge Ibaka don't have an answer for him. Um, as of game two, they don't really have an answer for him. Uh, it's that's going to be a challenge for them defensively. They they should have more of a defensive answer in game three. Um, game three is an oracle. Um, that's in Oakland, California. If you don't know, um, yeah, and it's going to be tough for the Raptors to pull off a, a game in Oracle. Um, I, man, wow. The, those Oracle fans get crazy, for sure. Every time I watch them, they're just, it doesn't matter if it's a two or a three, they just go off when it, when they score a bucket, so man. Uh, Kawhi, um, Kawhi's been hurt this series, and wow, he's you know he's got a leg injury, um, kind of like uh, I can't really explain it, but uh, he's been dealing with that, and he hasn't looked like himself in this series like he did in the last series against the Bucks um, in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, if if you all watched that series, he took over in that series, and he was. He balled out in that series, and so, uh, you know, for, I, Kawhi scored 34 points in his last game. Uh, he 
really just took over. Um, and man, I have so much respect for Kawhi because I personally I think he's the third best player on the planet. LeBron's still first, and Katie's the second. Um, but Kawhi is right there. He's he's third best in the NBA, my personal opinion. Um, Steph, I think, would be fourth on that list. Mm, I would go uh, Giannis. Giannis, yeah. Giannis would go fifth. I know a lot of people, um, so I'm kind of going back to the Eastern Conference Finals here for a bit, but I know a lot of people saw that uh, the B- the Bucks lost four straight games after winning the first two against the Raptors, and that's mainly because the Bucks couldn't shoot offensively. They couldn't hit open shots or contested shots, and Giannis didn't, doesn't have a jump shot, a consistent jump shot, which I think is – what is keeping him out of being the best player in the world? He is a consistent jump shot away from completely taking over this game today. I mean, he has everything you want offensively, and he just – a lot of people will just say, well, he just goes and drives and dunks on you. That, and he also – he gets people open shots. They just have to – knock him down at a consistent high level. And that's why the Bucks in the regular season scored 60, won 60 games is because they were able to hit shots in the regular season when it counted the most in the playoffs. They weren't able to do it, and that's why they're not in the NBA Finals. And, you know, also the Raptors have been battle-tested, battle-proofed. They have weathered Every storm possible imagine, you know, they've been down in every single series except the NBA Finals so far, so far. Um, And they've come back in every single series. Um, Tonight, the Raptors can take game three on the Warriors' home court. They just have to play sound defensively. Um... And they should be fine. Uh, Their offense cannot go cold again. If their offense goes cold again and gives up another 18-0, like their defense gave up an 18-0 run in the third quarter to the Warriors, and they they couldn't score offensively. They did not have a single answer for the Warriors. And you, you just can't let the Warriors have those type of runs because when the Warriors have those type of runs they will just run you out the gym it doesn't it does not matter who you are because um, they just have so much firepower offensively that you just you're not going to be able to keep up whether Kevin Durant is there or not I mean it's just the Warriors are good and that's kind of what I'm getting at and you don't want to give up those type of runs <sighs> The Raptors, late in game two, gave up an open, like a wide-open three-point shot to Andre Iguodala. And personally, I would have contested the shot knowing it's Andre Iguodala. Yeah, 
defensively they were playing people say that they played the the best defense of just leaving Andre Iguodala open he had gone one for 14 in his last 14 attempts um, from the three-point line and he's he had been struggling from the three-point line so I get why they left him open but at the same time the situation in the game where you're down two and Andre Iguodala has the ball and it's got like five, six seconds left in the game, I would just go ahead and contest the shot. Like, it's not going to hurt anything. As a matter of fact, he has a better chance of missing it if you contest it. But, you know, they decided to leave him open. The closest person, apparently, uh, the closest defender to him was 16 feet away from, from him. So they basically were just like, they left him on an island all by himself. They were like, go ahead and kill us. We'll, we'll take it. Whatever, whatever happens at the end of the day, we'll, we'll die by it. And so uh, the Warriors, man, they, they, took, they, they stole game two from the Raptors. They, they kind of wanted it more at the same time. Uh, their experience and their talent also showed. And so... Yeah. So that's kind of key points for game three for the Raptors and both the Warriors. Um, key points for the rap for the Raptors defensively, just uh, just don't give guys open shots. Uh, get back in transition. Um, the Warriors are they get super dangerous in Oracle when they get out in transition. Limit the transition points as much as you possibly can because when they get in transition, they like to go to the corners for open threes. Stop the transition threes. They Clay will kill you in that area. And so will Steph. Oh, Steph, all he literally has to do is take, come up to half court, and he can shoot the ball in transition, and he'll swish it all day long. You, you give that to him, he will do that all day long to you. The key points for offensively, um, Kyle Lowry, he's, he's had two rough games offensively. He'll have an even r- more rough of a time in Oracle. He needs to pick it up a bit. Um, he needs to definitely get more guys involved in the offense, but also include himself get himself some open looks instead of contested three-point shots. Um, he's been taking some contested threes. He's usually got some defenders all over him when he's trying to take shots. And Kyle Lowry just needs to be better offensively, um, better-minded offensively. Take take what the defense gives you and just play from that. Don't. Don't try and shoot contested shots because he's not really making much of his contested shots at all. And uh, just take the open shot. He'll knock it down. Um, um, Draymond kind of in the last game put it to Siakam a little bit. Um, Siakam didn't 
go off for another 32-point game. Siakam actually struggled from the field, and, you know, he wasn't hitting all of his shots. I think he went four for 13 from the field, and uh, that's it's not the great, greatest shooting night. Um, after he came off an 11-11 from transition buckets uh, in game one, so Siakam is probably going to pick it up a little bit in Game Three. Um, the X factor uh, for the Raptors has to be uh, Kyle Lowry. He has to pick it up offensively. If he has a really good game offensively, I think the Raptors have a big time chance of winning. Um, so yeah, that's my key points for the Raptors. Um, key points for the Warriors. Um, just get offensively, get transition threes. Um, they haven't been able to really um, – They've the Raptors have done pretty a pretty good job on the Warriors on getting out to shooters and containing shooters a little bit. Um, they've been stepping up on them and playing really good defense. Uh, the, the Warriors just – Again, spacing and ball movement, um, get the best shot available. I think that's been their game plan since game one. Um, I say continue to do what they've been doing because they are deadly with that ball movement. Um, with Kevin Durant, with Kevin Durant being out for game three, um, that's going to hinder them a little bit. Clay Thompson, he's playing in the game t tonight, I believe. Um, it's not been reported yet that he hasn't. Uh, he's not going to play. So I'm going to say that he's playing for game three. Um, so yeah, he's. Clay Thompson will probably go off a little bit in this game. Um, I say Clay goes for. 20 points, 20, 22 points. Even with that calf injury, I think he still goes for 20, 22 points. Steph Curry has to ball out tonight. I mean, it's kind of the world is resting on his shoulders, and so far he has delivered in the first two games, and I think he will feel more comfortable at home. He'll just be draining threes on the Raptors all day long. Um, and the Raptors... I think the Raptors will still pull it out tonight, but um, defensively, the Warriors just have to make sure Siakam and Kyle Lowry don't go off um, for 20-plus. Um, if they can hold those guys under, under, under 15, the Warriors are probably going to win the game. Defensively, the, the Warriors stepped it up in game two, and uh, they they took – they really stepped up their defensive intensity. They, they actually got out on shooters. Um, and yeah. So now we'll be going to the NFL. Um, the Chiefs here in the offseason have been looking really good. Um, I like their uh, defensive – 
mindset of getting rid of Bob Sutton. Um, Bob Sutton had one of the worst defenses in NFL history last year. Um, and it seemed that he didn't want to make in-game adjustment in in-game adjustments. And so he always just played the same defense. Um, so he wasn't really make, willing to make adjust in-game adjustments on the fly. He just kind of lived and died by what he put out there on the field and what he called defensively. And so we got a new coordinator, Spagnola, Steve Spagnola. That's his uh, defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, Steve Spagnola. Um, he won with the Giants. He won a Super Bowl with the Giants, I believe, in 2012, if I remember correctly. Um, and that was with the uh, just Justin Tuck team. Uh, I think that was his one of his last years in the NFL. Uh, Justin Tuck when he won the Super Bowl against the Patriots, and uh, man, that and so we got Steve Spagnola on the defensive end. The defensive coordinator, so there should be a lot of improvement on the defensive side of the ball for the Chiefs. Um, they got one of the biggest free agent acquisitions, I think, of the offseason, which was Tyron Matthew. He's from LSU. He can. He's a free safety. He can pretty much play any uh, position out there on the field relating to corner or safety. I think he can even play a little bit of middle linebacker if he wanted to. Um, that dude, he's a he's going to be the defensive leader um, out there on the field for the Chiefs. Um, if you want to know his number, his number's 32. Uh, just watch him and what he does and how he interacts with the defense. Um, we made, the Chiefs made a lot of, changes in the offseason to that defense they cut a lot of players um our our players that were our star key players that were on that defense last year like Eric Berry he's he's gone uh Justin Houston he's gone um D Ford he got traded to uh, the 49ers Justin Houston he's in Indianapolis Eric Berry I still believe he's on He's still in free agency. Just a lot of things went wrong for the defense last year, and there's we can only improve from here and uh, only upside from here. So that's that's the good news for the Chiefs fans. The, the defense can only improve, which means our chances of going to the Super Bowl improve um, and possibly winning it all. Um, we lost to the Patriots in an AFC Championship game last year. We went into OT, and we lost the coin toss, and our defense was put out onto the field, and I think everybody knew in that game. Once Tom Brady got, got the football in overtime, I think we all knew that the game was over um, because he just drove – straight down the field 
with no resistance whatsoever. Um, and they ran, they, I think they did three straight running plays down our throats and they just ran it into the end zone and they won the AFC championship game, went on to win the Super Bowl against the LA Rams, which is like one of the, one of the most boring Super Bowls people (laughs) will ever say. I will definitely say I'd rather what I had. I was with my girlfriend at the time. Uh, we were watching that game, and I will definitely say I wish we had done something else with our time. <laughs> I was. I told her, "Babe, it's the Super Bowl. Like, come on. Like, let's just watch it. And like, something's bound to happen. Something's bound to happen. I, I'll say." From this standpoint, defensively, it was a definite defensive game. If you are a defensive type of person and you don't really like a whole lot of scoring, that was definitely the game for you. Um, For the rest of us in the world that actually like scoring and like to see the high games in the 40s and the 50-type point football games, uh, yeah, that was – that was uh we didn't get that none not even close uh i believe the final score in the super bowl was and this is just off the top of my head i think it was 13 to 3 if i remember correctly um it was just a, a terrible game um nobody could do anything offensively until tom brady could at the very end of the game he threw like a what was it, like a 25, 26-yard pass? It probably was a lot more than that to Gronkowski to get into the red zone, and he almost scored. And I think on the next play, they ended up running the football into the end zone, and that was the only touchdown of the game. Uh, I think James White ran that in. So just Patriots, man, you can never count the Patriots out. Like the Warriors, they just – you cannot count them out. You cannot. You just. I would not bet against them, personally. I don't. I don't do bets. I never have. Never will. Because um, I just with those type of of things like the Warriors and the Patriots, just those are like the two best teams. You know they're going to be in it every year. Um, you know, the core players, as long, as long as they keep the core players, like Steph Curry for the Warriors, Clay Thompson, like with the Patriots, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. I mean, that's kind of all you need because, I mean, they're, and Steve Kerr, I, Steve Kerr does not get enough credit for being a good coach for the Warriors. He's, he's, an elite coach. He's an elite coach. And people are just saying, oh, it's just the talent. He's just got a lot of talent. And no, Steve Kurt is a really good coach. He is an elite coach in the in the NBA. I guarantee you he will have not the same amount of success that he's having with the Warriors right now because he wouldn't have Steph Curry or Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant. But... I bet you if 
Steve Kerr were to go coach the Lakers right now, I bet you instead of winning 40 games, they probably go 50, 55, 60 games. Uh, that would be my my guess. Um, and now going back to the NFL, uh, the Chiefs have, I think, this year is Super Bowl or bust. I think that's the mindset of every Chiefs fan. Um, it's either Super Bowl or it's a bust. I mean, I think Andy Reid is on the hot seat, um, not to lose his job, but to bring Kansas City to the Super Bowl because he's gotten us to the AFC Championship game um, with a terrible defense. And I expect our offense to stay, like, to be a top top five offense for sure. Um, don't know if they'll be the best offense again, but if we are, that that's cool with me. More points the merrier. Um, as long as we can outscore people. Um, but sometimes you kind of have to rely on that defense, and, and that defense is kind of – looked at right now as you need, you need to get your, your stuff together defense because you're in people's eyes, you cost us a Super Bowl this year is what a lot, a lot of people think in Kansas City and a lot of people say that Kareem Hunt, um, if you don't know who Kareem Hunt was or is, um, he used to be a really good running back for Kansas City Chiefs and he got into a domestic violence up in Cleveland um, not this off season but the last off season in February he shoved a girl and kick, kicked her on the floor and uh, just yeah once that video was released um, he was released from the Kansas City Chiefs and he then I think it was a couple of days or weeks can't remember which but um, he got picked up by the Cleveland Browns and now Kareem Hunt is with the Cleveland Browns Kareem Hunt was going to be a top five running back in the league and personally I think he's already there um, he led not this past season but the year before in rushing so 2018 season, he led the league in 2017-18 season. He led the league in rushing um, in his rookie year. Like, and this he's going into his third year with Cleveland. Um, that guy, the Cleveland Browns will be fine offensively. They got Baker Mayfield. They got. Odell Beckham, they got Jarvis Landry, they got Nick Chubb at the running back, they got um, David Najoku, I believe that's his name, uh, the tight end. He's really good. Um, he's going to be right up there with Travis Kelsey here pretty soon. He's going to be on that level, I think. He has that type of year. Um, so, yeah, they got Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., David Njoku, um, Kareem Hunt, 
I mean, they're just kind of everywhere you look, they just have talent all around. And I say the Browns go on to win nine games. They go nine and seven. All right. So on to the MLB. Um, if you are watching the Royals, um, your pro- Royals are not having a good season. Um, they kind of the Royals. We we love the Royals. All us Kansas Cityans love our Royals. Um, we live and die by them. Uh, the Royals. I I mean I haven't been watching, but I hear Mondesi is out of this world. He is. Uh, he had a really good year last year. Um, I know last night they played a game, and I think they lost eight to three. Uh, what? The Royals play last night. Uh, they played the Red Sox last night, and they lost eight to three. Um, the Royals are nineteen and forty-one. That is their record, and they still got all of June to play, all of July, August, September. So. So, the the Royals, man, they've been they have not had a good year from from just record wise. But I've heard a lot of good things. I listen to Six Ten Sports Radio, um, and they've been talking about there's a lot of upside with the Kansas City Royals. Just give it a couple years, um, they will. They will eat you. They the Royals will will get back to their their former glory of 2015 Royals and just dominate um, again. And I remember when the Royals went back to back World Series. Man, Kansas City was just in a party house. Like we 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 haven't had like a Kansas City winning team other than Sporting KC um, like around like this and forever and like Kansas, like Kansas City is definitely a baseball town like if you've never been to Kansas City before Kansas City Missouri it's just like you go you go to a game um, they like people are super into it like they know all the stats there like Everybody's like super into the Royals. Like I remember uh, going to 
uh, my last Royals game, my girlfriend at the time uh, took me uh, to to the game. She bought me tickets, and I thought that was nice. But it was also the day of the NFL season starting, the regular season, week one, and I was just I was keeping up with both. Um, I would always I'd have I'd have like I checked the highlights of all the games of the NFL going on, while at the same time trying to watch the game and enjoy the game with, with time with, with my loved one. Um, and so she kind of knew I was, like, going back and forth, and she was she was kind of upset. But anyways, uh, I enjoyed the game. People were, like, really into it. And, you know, I had – honestly, I had, a, I had a fun time. And, uh, and, I'll, and I'll let you guys in on – uh, so I didn't bring any cash for parking that day. So I just kind of was like, oh, I'll just pay with my debit card. When you go to a, a, an event like the Chiefs or the Royals, bring like $30 in cash. Like that's, or more than that. Like that's kind of recommended. Because um, if you got a card, they're, they're really not going to accept you. <laughs> They only take cash, so um, I should have known that from going to events previous of that. I never paid attention to what my dad handed out to the window to the person taking the money and saying, okay, you're good to go into the event. Instead, we, we, we came up to the window, and I was like, I have zero cash. All I have is my debit card. And they just were like, you know what, we'll just give you a pass. So I basically got a pass to park as close to Kauffman Stadium as I possibly could. And I was just like, I was, I literally got out the car, probably took a total of 50 steps, and I was into Kauffman Stadium. It was as simple as that. And so... Guys, I think that's going to wrap it up for us today. Thank you so much for listening to uh, my sports podcast. This is the first one of many. So thank you, and hopefully you can join in on future podcasts. Um, we'll, I'll try to post one weekly. Um, I'll let you know when the next one is. Um, thank you for listening, and have a great rest of your day, guys.